Welcome everybody to the Spawn on Me podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. This is episode 199 of our show. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to everybody in podcast land. So happy that you are here rocking with us tonight. Uh, and I'm here with my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man who makes everything look good. It is Sharif Jackson of SharifJackson.com. How are you doing, sir? It all looks good. Um, even though, like, I don't know if my mood looks good. Uh, then, then <laughs> I'm, I'm, I like got a new car and I'm not excited. I, I've, I've had to drop loads and loads of money on various things that are not video games. Um, holiday season is in full effect, y'all. Full effect. It is in the fullest of effects. It is it is working its way into all of our hearts and our wallets. It is doing what it needs to be doing. Uh, and I am kind of here for it. I don't know if I'm fully here for it yet, but we'll have a little bit more discussions about that in one second. I'm going to also introduce and bring to the stage my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the newest guard on your New York Knicks coming up behind Tim Hardaway Jr., and Ramon Sessions <laughs> and John Starks. Wow. <laughs> it is Cicero Holmes. How are you doing, sir? Damn. I mean, I'm only older than two of those people that you talked about. Uh, I mean, so, but how do your knees feel? Yo, so actually, my knees feel damn good. Uh, so that's all right. But every time I stretch them, every now and then, it, found, it sounds like uh, bubble wrap is popping. But, but wow. I mean, but, they, but they're dope. They're, I mean, they really are dope. They're like. My knees sometimes sound like the old school, um, the old school action figures when you bend the knees to a certain point and then they go a little <laughs> bit further and they'd be like click, click, click. Um, so sometimes they sound like that, or maybe like uh, um, a roller coaster as it's ascending up the hill. So sometimes, oh sometimes Quite they vivid. sound like that. Yeah, sometimes they sound like that. But I'm yo, don't see me on the court. I may be fat, but I got skills, son. Yeah, these well, handles never never lose these handles. Well, so wait a minute. So okay. Well, I, 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 ahead, I, I didn't see you stop LeBron. Uh, I mean, you should have been Ooh. out there with uh, Ennis Cantor. Nah, you know? Ennis Ennis got it, yo yo. I, went, I was like, him. I almost broke my TV because I was chest bumping. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Ennis Cantor, yo. Shout out to chest bumping your TV. Yeah, like yo. that's some real shit right there. Yeah, exactly. That's that's like that's some real fan stuff right yeah. there. It's like, yo, I chest bumped my TV. TV. Yes, yes. Damn. Damn. What son? We Damn. did it. We did it. And, and one person. Shout out! Shout out to Easy Peasy for calling me sister of Clicky Holmes. I like that. Clicky. Shout out to Easy Peasy. Mad love to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like there's one person in the league who I would not want to chest bump, and that is like uh, Russell Westbrook. Because he does everything hard. Yeah, he does. So I feel like he like talks hard. He walks hard. If he would have chest bumped me and like caved my chest in. Yeah. And that would not be fun because I would just be like, oh, I was trying to give you love and you put me in the ICU. Like, that would not be dope. Like, my, my clavicle is broken. It's that ICU love, son. I see you. I see you love. Right. And then, <laughs> then, then he'll give you cupcakes. <laughs> shout, oh shout out to cupcakes. Oh, no. No, we don't want any of that. Well, uh, yeah, cupcakes. Yeah, please send us cupcakes. That would be dope. I would love that. I need some more sugar in my in my life. The sugars. The sugars. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to everyone again in the chat. Shout out to everyone listening uh, on the show. Thank you for listening to the last episode. I again want to apologize. Uh, we had some technical difficulties and Audacity was like, nah, son. Audacity chest bumped 
<laughs> my computer <laughs> and killed the damn file. Uh, so, you know, this, the quality wasn't at our usual spawn on me best, but uh, we're going to rectify that this week. Um, so we have a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Um, this week, we're going to do a couple of cool things, something that I know Cicero has been really excited for. He's been talking this up for a couple of weeks because we're getting into the holiday season and St. Cicero is going to bring to you at least part of our buyer's guide yeah. for, for 2017. I mean, Bricargo, um, Bricargo was talking about it. The streets is talking. Uh, Bricargo wants a buyer's guide. We've got some new consoles. We need to talk about them. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff that's out there. So if you're looking to be able to find some good stuff to, to share with um, the people that you love, the, the gamers in your life and the non-gamers in your life, you want to bring them over to the dark side, uh, here's a way that you'll be able to get some information so that you can share that stuff with them. But before we jump into that, we'll do that after the break. We're going to get into a little bit of news. Uh, there was some, there's a bunch of stuff that happened this week, but we're only going to kind of dig into a couple. Um, the first one that we are definitely going to talk about has been the Star Wars 2 Battlefront controversy that popped up <laughs> over the week. Was it was it beginning of this week? Yeah. When I think it went into EA Access and a lot of people got their hands on to it um, to begin with. Um, who wants to jump in on that first? Because it's been madness online right now. It's been it's been off the chain <laughs> with people losing their shit. So, yeah. I, so I, uh, well, yeah, I'll say I'll start off by saying that I'm I was confused by this because I've been playing the game since last Thursday. If you guys remember uh, from last week's show, I talked about playing it very briefly um, and and, you know, not really enjoying it. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, there's I mean, there's been a lot of crazy outrage uh the most downvoted uh, post on Reddit ever yeah. um, in in history. <laughs> um, so, the, I mean, the game doesn't officially release until tomorrow. If you guys are here in the Twitch stream, if you're not here in the Twitch stream, why aren't you here in the Twitch stream? But, uh, <laughs> you know, it'll be out uh, November 16th. And, uh, you know, uh, I mean, there's lots of lots of stuff that's that's happening Reef, you're good with the news. Um, this is nonsense. Yeah, I mean it's it's nonsense on on a couple of fronts. Um, one is that this whole thing started because when the trial, um, if you have EA or uh, Origin Access began, you know people started looking at the amount of credits that you earn through n- normal gameplay, and then they calculated that it would take you know something like 40 hours to unlock every single person. Um, mm-hmm. And to me, like, I feel like judging a game by how you, how long it takes you to unlock everything is a little ridiculous. Um, and I, I don't think, I mean, I, I don't think it's representative of a lot of gamers that say like my enjoyment to this game is tied to me, like unlocking every, I don't know, skin in Assassin's Creed or like, or like every <laughs> every uh, sneaker p- pair of sneakers in two K or something like that. Right. Like, you find something you like and you rock with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, um, I think what really um, you know got my attention was not the unlocking everything, but the fact that the people at the highest level were obviously the people that you really wanted, mainly uh, Luke uh, Skywalker and uh, Anakin Skywalker. Um, 
spoiler alert, Anakin is uh, Darth Vader, Kyle, sorry. Um, Yo, stop wow. playing. Um, Yo, stop playing, for real? <laughs> for real? Yo, for real? For real? <laughs> yeah. um, and Jar Jar Binks is is a is a is a Sith Lord, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and and uh, yeah, so like uh, so like uh, people were upset because like they were like you know this game was openly advertised to you know have these huge battles between you know people of different eras, and they felt that it wasn't representative if it took you that long to unlock it through normal gameplay, or you know by by buying things called crystals, which um, you know help to increase. Um, you know your your uh, credit earning potential. So, you know w- when that happened, I was like, I mean, they have a point, but not a point to get so antsy about. Right, but right. EA's response, I thought, was very interesting because number one, they cut the amount of credits it takes to earn Luke and Darth Vader by seventy five percent, which is just insane. Um, right. So now it takes about ten hours to to um, unlock of uh, normal gameplay, as opposed to forty, which is just a huge difference. Um, and um, as uh, Ka, the uh, late breaking news agent he is, let me know. Um, <laughs> um, EA also removed the the ability to buy these crystals from the storefront, which means the only way to progress is by playing. Um, the 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 uh, game that there's no like you know like you can't buy like you can't pay to win um which is which is kind of weird because it's just a you know just a character but whatever um yeah so i mean i i i just thought that this was just another one of these sort of you know gamer revolts that sort of has some merit but the way it happens and is executed is always super messy and super unprofessional and just super mm-hmm. ugly, like uh, when when you had things like death threats and you know and like that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, it's just it's like one of those things where, on the one hand, I'm like, well, you know, maybe EA really got called out on their shit because they were really just they were exp- they were exploiting people and incentivizing people to you know to buy the uh, crystals by setting the amounts that high. Um, right. But on the other hand, I'm like. You know, if you like the game, like you like the game, like your excitement for the game shouldn't be based just on that, and it shouldn't be like, I I love this or I hate this. Why don't you say, hey, like this game is 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 a cool man. It sucks. I can't get Vader and him, but hey, I got you know Finn and 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 like I got you know everybody else in there. So I don't know. It's like one of those just multiple sides, but um. I'm glad that um, you know that like EA has kind of come to his senses a bit with the pricing, and I'm hoping that other companies kind of look at this and you know make sure that you can progress at a reasonable rate. And I, and I know we talked about that with like NBA 2K and like a few other kind of franchises as well. I think I've heard things about that with Call of Duty as well, which I haven't played, but I know that the fact that loot boxes rain down on the beaches of Normandy to me is hilarious. Literally, yeah, yes. um, yeah. like literally fall out of the sky. Like they literally <laughs> fall out of the sky. Like yes. it's just a big yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, um, Kai, what's 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 your thoughts on all this? Well, it's interesting, right? Because we have so many things that are in play. The thing that I heard first wasn't even the actual fact about the kind of ratio from time to 
time to money that was in there or time to gameplay that was in there. It was the death threats that I heard about first right. um, where, you know, devs were being uh, talked about and being threatened and all that stuff. And I was like, man, are we here again? Like we've gotten back to this again because it feels so cyclical that you can count it at this point. It's like once a thing happens, people are going to overreact and, and lose their minds about it. But the weird thing is like if people are familiar with the way that Battlefront plays, the things that people are really complaining about right now are so insignificant to the way that that game actually works because all it does is give you a temporary buff, at least when you're talking about the heroes, right? The heroes part is, is, is one part of that where you get a temporary buff where you get one of the like iconic heroes from the series to play as until you die until you gain enough in-game battle credits to get another one of those people, which is not easy. It's not like you do that thing often enough in a match where you probably get it once every, once every match. So people are like wilding out about this one insignificant thing. I can understand when it comes to uh, better equipment. That is a thing that you could have, that you could have purchased before they pulled it and stripped it out of the game. But I feel like this is again, like one of those weird things where the the people who are really upset about this don't understand just how privileged they are now mind you ea definitely has kind of uh flipped the script on this where um yes it was really really expensive and even there was some some talk about the preview copies that press had gotten where the numbers were significantly lower and then as soon as it hit mm. uh, not retail yet but it hit the uh, the EA version, I mean, the EA access version that Cicero was talking about, how those numbers were inflated a whole bunch from that move, from that first step to that first step, which then made it really bad because people were just like, what the hell is this? What the hell is happening here? Right. So I, th- I feel like people need to kind of just slow their roll on this. I feel like EA hasn't done themselves any any justice or any any favors by looking like they don't know what they're doing but it also feels like this overreaction is going to set another bad precedent because we've seen them have to flip so hard and do such a a 180 on this that it feels like not i'm not going to use the slippery slope because i don't think it's that but i think it's one of those things where you want the companies to be able to put forth an idea and put forth a plan it just seems like the plan that they had was really poorly was poorly executed and that poor execution is biting them in the ass a bunch. So I, I don't know what they're going to do besides they've already done one action. They did two actions in the, in the past 48 hours, which was a reduction and now the removal. Um, but I don't know how that, how that then changes the game itself. Like what does that mean for that game? which is the thing that I'm more interested in, in, in trying to figure out. See, what do, what do you think? Because like they pulled out <laughs> basically microtransactions from it, or at least crystals, which were this one currency that would help you kind of like craft stuff. Um, what do you, where do you think the game is going to go now? Do you think this is going to bring people in where they feel like they have been able to kind of see uh, that they've changed their, their minds on this and want to kind of be better about it? Or do you feel like now that since they've, they've botched it, it's kind of dead in the water. It's it's not dead in the water because of Star Wars. Star Wars prints money. That's you know, I mean, that's let's let's get that out of the way. Uh, um, you've got a a tentpole movie uh, um, exactly a month away. 
Um, and as soon as that comes out and, you know, kind of what I what I talked about last week, which is that Star Wars will uh, will be out. Star Wars will be on everyone's mind come come the Christmas time. And for those parents or grandparents or, uh, you know, family members that are looking for a gift for their favorite gaming person, uh, Phil, and they don't if they don't know what to get them, Star Wars is an easy and safe bet that they'll like. So the game will be purchased and the game will sell well, Um, whether or not it will resonate with with players, whether it will have a, a, a tale um, is is something that is completely different, and and the other thing is that we've we we talk about this from the perspective of being gamers, or, or, or talk about it from the uh, from the perspective of games media, but we don't talk about the corporate perspective of this, and and it's clear to me um, that there was a directive out of EA uh, EA corporate that each and every one of their games has to be able to you have to be able to monetize above and beyond uh downloadable content you know mm. uh with you know above and beyond season passes you have to be able to uh monetize in in smaller amounts to get people to spend to get to get them on hooked on the drug that is microtransactions yep and and you know that is a directive that they're not going to steer away from. It's not. It's 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 a directive that no gaming company is going to gaming publisher is going to steer away from. Um, it, it is just we we kind of have to as as uh, as an industry we have to kind of get used to the fact that microtransactions are going to be here and they're here to stay. Whether yeah. and and you know and where. Where uh, the the line is drawn is with the individual, with the individual consumer. Are you going to be a person that that spends two dollars that turns into twenty dollars that turns into two hundred dollars on a particular title or a particular franchise? Or are you going to say, you know what? No, nah, that's all right. I, you know, I don't I'd rather grind. You know, it's worth it's worth more to me to grind and not pay. Uh, for this particular game, and maybe you'll find games because you know even in, even in my life, uh, there are games where you know two K comes to mind, where I give myself a little steroid injection of twenty or thirty bucks just so that my guy is good enough to compete at the at you know whatever the, whatever the level is. I'm sorry, I thought you were talking about Blitz the League. Right, hey, hey, you know. Well, so so the thing is Blitz the League, you got steroid injections that didn't cost you anything. <laughs> but yeah, that's but, true. but you know for for the sports titles and that's you know and and this is the model that especially EA, EA has seen how lucrative microtransactions are in all of their the EA sports titles. With all of the ultimate team stuff, people going out and buying packs, there are people that spend literally thousands of dollars every year to make sure that their FIFA ultimate team is the best, the very best that it possibly can be. I want to so, bring up a quick, a, sure. a quick thing that someone said in the chat. Yeah, uh, sports gamers online. Yes. definitely follow them on YouTube. One of yes. the best sports gaming sites on the planet. Shout out. Um, they said loot. Uh, they said loot boxes are gambling. Ultimate team pack openings are gambling. None yep. of them should be allowed to be done by anyone under eighteen. I kind of want to dig into that really quick before we jump back to 
what looks like uh, the general manager at Dice, uh, Oscar <coughs> Gabrielson, uh, put out a statement which I want to come back to. But I want to I want to jump back to the idea about loot boxes being gambling. I I respect that that's an interesting. I think that's an interesting statement. Yeah. I respectfully disagree, and mm. like I understand it it. So I respectfully disagree while saying that it triggers the same function in the brain. So it, you know, it, like it, 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 it goes into the brain and it tries to give you that same endorphin rush right. uh, that gambling does. But the difference between gambling as we know it to be and these loot boxes is that gambling denotes that you, you are risking your money for the chance of getting more money. And with these transactions, whether it be microtransactions in games like uh, Battlefront 2 or Call of Duty World War 2 or Mm -hmm. or, you know, Ultimate Team and, you know, in these all of these Ultimate Team modes where you're buying packs of cards and you're opening the packs of cards. uh, The difference here is that, you know, going in that you're not going to receive a monetary uh, award greater than than what you've already put down. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the value of the thing that you receive may make it may make the, the value proposition of spending whatever money that you spent worth it to you. But that is a, a personal that's a personal valuation. And, at, you know, at no point are you going to be able to concretely say, I spent two dollars on the slot machine and it gave me twenty dollars. That's never going to happen. But you could. In theory, let's say, you know, let's say it's a game like Destiny um, or, you know, Destiny 2. You could put down two dollars for a uh, legendary gem and wind up or engram and wind up with the exotic that you actually wanted, which is worth it to you. But but that is something, you know, if we talk about if we bring it back to the ultimate team, that gamble it is a gamble, but it's not gambling. That gamble has been done for generations with any kind of sports cards. You buy baseball right. cards, you're buying a pack to see if in that you pack. You stole my example, you bastard. Right. And, you know, <laughs> that's what I do. That's what I do. You talk long enough, you, you steal everybody's examples. Um, but, you know, if you, you buy that pack with, with the hope that you are going to get something of value in that. Or, you know, we could talk about Pokemon cards or, or Magic the Gathering cards or any of those other things. We've we've watched the viral videos of the dude opening the uh the magic cards and getting like this super duper valuable mythical um that was worth thirty five thousand. I'm sorry, what was that? It was the woobadabadabadaba. You know, <laughs> it was worth like thirty five thousand. I see them steroids just kicking right, out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that was you know, it was it was incredibly valuable. Now in that case, he could take that card and sell it for way more than what he what he bought, but it's something tangible and something physical. In this digital world, that gamble is just a gamble on hoping that the RNG, the random number generator, gets you the thing that you were coveting with the money that you spent. Reef, any any last uh, kind of touchstones on the gambling part? I mean, I agree with C. I don't think it's gambling. I think video games in general are designed to give you those feelings, those rushes, 
the endorphins entire game mechanics and development are based on that i think loot boxes are just another another wave of that but like she says the same thing as you know grinding a freaking destiny 2 strike over and over to try to get you know a, a specific piece of loot it's the same thing as like you know any kind of rng in any game so i i i don't see any difference um it's, it's just a little more in your face now um because you know they're 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 not kind of hidden in the background anymore it's a literal box <laughs> you know it's a literal <laughs> box right. you know i so. i I do wonder, though, because you see in Asia that a lot of the games that have loot boxes and things like that, they put somewhere like in the fine print or not even actually because it's it's by law, I think, in some games where you have to basically share the odds of you getting the thing that you're looking for. Okay. Which I don't think would even change the conversation here. No, nope. I don't think it would change any of that stuff because, again, it didn't change it in Asia. I mean, well, I don't, but I don't think that that's a, I wonder what the conversation is in, in Asia when it comes to these games. Like if, if the, the gaming culture there just understands that what they're doing is what they're doing, as opposed to what I feel like we have here, which is this constant fight against unrealistic expectations. And that's the thing that constantly is causing these controversies to be a thing where people feel like they are entitled to the thing because they spent money. Well, it's it's th- this selective amnesia that we have uh, is because when the platform changes, they think that the rules change. But all all that's happening. And again, this is something that I said either last week or the week before where, you know, we've we've seen this happen already in the mobile space. There have been microtransactions in the mobile space forever since, you know, essentially since there have been mobile phone mobile games and. There are loot boxes littered littered through those games, and now those and now the publishers are seeing the success that those smaller developers are having by making these free to play games or low paying games with these loot boxes with the ability to uh, pay uh, you know a nominal fee to get whatever the 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 tchotchke or knickknack is whatever the currency is within that game. Uh, for the gamers like you know it's just a value proposition and it's not going to be a thing where uh the government comes in and regulates it because mm-hmm. these are consoles you know someone in the chat's talking about that these are these are consoles where you already in order to play these games online you already need to pay money and if you've got either a credit card signed up or you signed up with a card there has to be someone who's an adult presumably who has um, allowed their card, some form of payment, to be charged at the at the behest of the consumer who is consuming that content at that particular moment. So you have taken on the responsibility as the consumer to say that I will pay this, those charges and that I'm responsible for the money that I spend while I'm involved while I'm involving myself in this pastime that is gaming. Yeah, there was a really good comment in the chat um, from Video Dante. Shout out to Dante, another amazing writer uh, up in the space. Uh, definitely check out his work. Uh, he says, respectfully, I don't, don't, don't you think, I'm um, sorry, don't you think that just because it's the standard loot boxes, risk reward stuff, gambling like mechanics, that it's still shitty? 
uh, I'm not sure that just because it's the standard means it's good or acceptable is still preying on the same drives that drive gambling. Sure. I, 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 will, I will say yes. Like, it totally is. Right. It totally is the same thing that's there. But I feel like just like gambling, there has to be a level of self-control. Absolutely. And there has to be a level of, uh, unless, unless you are addicted and you don't know that you, are, that you have this addiction, I think that sometimes that takes a turn where you get to that level and you see that you, you've gotten too far in and you're like, well, I'm here now and you don't need that until you get some kind of um, outside help. But I think for the most for the most part, these are things that people wind up complaining about when they totally have the option to not partake in it. And I feel like that's the part that has always been my issue is that people feel like they have to do a thing when they literally don't have to. Right. You don't have to spend money for this stuff right. to get the same to get the same rewards. Right. The rewards are there. You have to grind for them or you have to you have to play for long periods of time to get those things. Again, like, can you can you change and adjust the ratios in which the time spent to get to that thing is is ben, is more beneficial to the player? Absolutely. That's the thing that I think most game developers are trying to figure out if they're not trying to be predatory. But I think that the idea that just because loot boxes to a certain extent are in the marketplace, that they have been kind of uh, uh, bad. And I'm, and I'm not saying that that's the, the point that you're trying to make, but that they have become more of the norm and that that norm is not a good thing because it promotes gambling. I don't think that that's necessarily the case, but I want to, I want to read really quickly before we switch sure. uh, topics. The, uh, the, the uh, message that uh, Oscar Gabrielson, uh, the general manager at dice uh, said today on Twitter, uh, it says, as we approach the worldwide launch, it's clear that many of you feel that there are still challenges in the design. We've heard the concerns about potentially giving players unfair advantages and we've heard that this is overshadowing an otherwise great game. It says in big, bold yellow text, this was never our intention. Sorry we didn't get this right. Uh, we hear you loud and clear, and we're still uh, turning off. So we're turning off all the in-game purchases. We will now spend more time listening, adjusting, balancing, and tuning. Right. This means that the option to purchase crystals in the game is now offline, and all progression will be earned through gameplay. The ability to purchase crystals in-game will be a, become available at a later date only after we've made changes to the game and we'll share more, more details about that uh, while we work through this. So it feels like the internet won in some ways where uh, the thing that people were complaining about got fixed. It got fixed in a way that I'm sure some people may not even like because I'm like, hey, if there are the people who uh, wanted to spend their money and give EA their money to try to get the, the upper hand or whatever that right. may be, those people are not kind of screwed out of, out of the equation. Um, and, and again, like I've played enough battlefront in the past couple of hours in the past couple of hours and days, the way I feel like the loot system, although people feel it was pay to win, it doesn't, it doesn't adjust for skill and it doesn't adjust for some of the other things that you see kind of being the, the, the equalizer in the way that that game plays. So I don't know. It's, it's a really interesting thing. I, I think that there is a little bit of hypersensitivity to, to loot boxes now into microtransactions. Um, and I feel like that also needs to kind of get tamped down a little bit. Like people need to like put on their grown people pants and be like, yo, I don't have to spend the money for this thing. Um, so it's an interesting, it's an interesting, very interesting thing. Um, and I'm hoping to see more about how that changes in the future. Um, so <coughs> with that said, that was a mouthful. Ooh, boy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, again, as always, the chat is lit and definitely has some really great points to share. Um, 
one of the things that will probably lit probably be lit that's going to happen in another 20 days it will not be better than the spawnies but we're going to talk about it anyway the game awards jeff Keeley coming through full force again doing his thing uh trying to make video game uh award shows relevant again he's trying to maga his video game <laughs> awards <laughs> um we have a, we have a, a pretty long list of of games and again like 2017 has been fantastic 2017 has been stellar in the way that these games have been pushed out and the caliber of games so it's going to be really hard for a lot of people who are going to be voting for these things to be able to get their votes in um i kind of want to go over i'm going to let i'm going to let reef go over some of the uh uh nominees for some of these categories because it's it's pretty rough i don't i don't (laughs) I don't want to be the person voting for some of this stuff. So you want to go through some of those reefs? That would be fantastic. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, first of all, there's some pretty interesting categories here. Um, one that I really like that is being implemented and that people are kind of um, talking about in the conversation is best ongoing game, which is mm-hmm. essentially like, you know, not necessarily a game that came out this year, but a game that's right. still actively getting you know, patched and, you know, updated and that has a uh, community. And they have, for the nominees, they have Warframe, Rainbow Six Siege, Overwatch, GTA, which, God, this game is, yeah. I think by now it's like this. Well, GTA Online is a thing, and it's a platform unto yeah. itself, man. Yeah, it's its own thing. Um, Destiny 2 and PUBG. Um, so I, I like that they're acknowledging the fact that, you know, there's some people where this is their game. This is what they play. Right. You know, and I like that these games can, can continue to get shine. It's not only about, you know, what you do in your first three months and that's it, you know? Right. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think that devs should get props for making games that last the test of time, you know? Um, I think that probably the thing that I've seen the most conversation about is game is game of the year but the conversation is a little different this year i mean usually it's like oh yeah like you know like uh why you know like uh there's some sort of a consensus um this year um there's been a lot of talk because PUBG is nominated for game of the year (laughs) and there's a lot of talk that it's not it's an early access game it's super buggy it's not really polished and that people's experiences and sort of the emergent gameplay is really what's driving it um, compared to, you know, Zelda, Persona 5, Horizon, and Mario Odyssey, which are these four, like, super polished, finished, like, epic kind of games, you know? So I've seen a lot of uh, talk on different podcasts and think pieces about, like, if it's fair that PUBG is taking the spot that could go to another game that is quote unquote finished. Um, Mm. my, uh, I, I, I kind of don't think PUBG should be nominated and it's not because I don't enjoy it as much as other people, but I do think that your game should have to be like out. Right. (laughs) Even if it's out and shitty, like it's gotta be out. Like, I feel like, I feel like that's a real base requirement that is not that hard to, you know, put down, you know? Um, 
and yeah and like i don't i think PUBG, I i guess it's gonna get an official release when the xbox version comes out like like it'll be out of early access and be like a retail game but but uh, yeah i i do kind of question it being there as well and i'm trying to put my personal feelings about it to the side um see what do what do you think about uh uh, any of the nominees and anything or like PUBG for game of the year in particular? Well, I, I completely agree with you. Um, I, you know, I haven't had a chance to play PUBG. I don't have a PC that can play it. I'm waiting for uh, December to roll around to play it on my Xbox one X. Oh, um, hell no. But, uh, <laughs> uh, shut your mouth. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, I, yeah, I completely agree that, that in order for your game to be nominated for game of the year, it's, it's gotta be, a full retail release, whether, you know, whether that retail release is all digital or it's physical and digital or physical only, it's got to be released um, because, you know, there's no telling what that game is going to be when that game is finally available. It could be a completely different game, you know, by all rights. It could, they could completely change what that game is. Um, so, you know, I, you know, I think it's premature, but I mean, I, I do think that, there is something to be said about a game that is garnering that much positive attention that before it's actually released, uh, it's, it, you know, people are, are saying it's the best game that they played this year. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's definitely a positive. But I don't think I'm not too worried about uh, that game winning because there are uh, at, at at well, really, honestly, there are four titles. the The other four titles that are up there um, were were games that uh, you know were generationally transcendent. Yeah, um, but, so. but PUBG I think has dominated the conversation, at least on the level of those. I would argue more than most the of them, except maybe yeah. Zelda. Right, like well, PUBG yeah. has been a constant in the conversation for like for a long time. Sure, sure, absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I definitely, I wouldn't disagree. Um, but uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it, if it does win, I think, I think that would be kind of a travesty for, uh, for, uh, you know, game of the year for a game that, um, it releases. You know, like what if it, what if it releases and it's a top-down strategy. Okay. okay. You know, you know, you know, okay. you know what I'm saying? But 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 that's my, my so but that's but, but, that would be know, so right, but my point, right, but my point is that the game is not officially released yet, so the game could change into anything. So, um, you know, I, I just I, it's just it's just the it's just a weird, really 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 weird thing to me. Um, what I do like, the addition that I do like this year um, besides best narration, which I think was a title, which was a, a category last year, um, is the best VAR AR game. Right. And we've, you know, we've finally gotten to a point where you can put up five games uh, that are more than just tech demos that you can sit back and say, hey, these were great experiences uh, in, in, this, in this space, in this very, very unique space that we have. Um, I do have a bone to pick. This is a bone that I've I've had to pick since the inception of the Game Awards, and that is in the that the racing and sports titles uh, categories are mixed together again. 
and and it, yeah, it's, I don't like the fact I, that I, they I, do that. Right, I don't like it either. Um, you know, I, obviously, you can make the argument that racing is a sport, and and sure it is, but it's a category all you know unto itself. Again, uh, the the in a, in the inaugural Game Awards, um, the racing slash sports game of the year was. Uh, Super Mario, or, or what is what's that? Uh, Mario Kart, yeah, whatever Mario Kart, a, yeah. seven, whatever it was at that particular time. Um, but it, you know, it really kind of spits in the face of now. Had that won the best racing game, then you know, sure, no problem. And then you give the sports games their due, but it spits in the face of the sports titles. I agree. And 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 the not insignificant number of sports gamers out there. Shout out to sports gamers online. Um, you know, uh, shout out to, to the OS, the OS community. Uh, like, I mean, there are people that just play sports games and these sports games that come out are incredibly, incredibly, incredibly deep and detailed and worthy of their own category. Um, and I, I, you know, I wish that the, the game, the games industry on mass gave, gave sports games the, uh, the respect and the attention that they deserve. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are a lot of weird things kind of in the space in the game award kind of categories. Now I I shouldn't say a lot of weird things. There are just some, some things that kind of just poke out to me right off the bat. Like one of the categories is, and and I can't, we can't talk shit about categories because we have like a category called the snot bubble award. Right. So it's like, I can't talk shit about that, but like one of the categories that I came across speaking about PUBG is best ongoing game. What does that even mean? Well, I like the fact that just... they have like small blurbs underneath the like actual name of the category. And it says awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. I, I, I don't I have a problem with that. Right. I don't have I, a, I don't have a problem with with that category yeah. at all. Like you I know, just, I just feels weird. Look at look at Grand Theft Auto Online, best R- DLC. It's not DLC. I mean, it's it it literally is DLC. You download that content, but he, this is a game that if Download- you know right. But if you bought if you bought GTA on the on the you know the previous legacy consoles and then again on this generation of consoles, you spent sixty dollars on that game. And three three years ago, you spent sixty dollars on that game. And if you go into GTA Online right now, it is a completely different experience. And the way that it, for for those of you who are not well versed on GTA Online, just mm-hmm. do a little bit of digging and see what the community is doing with that. They have motorcycle clubs. There are guys that role play as cops. Like the, 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 yeah, the amount of stuff. Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, um, the amount of stuff that actually that they, that they do in that game and the amount of support that that game has gotten for the, the initial, I mean, you know, we were just talking about microtransactions and loot boxes and all that other stuff. The amount of support that game has received for that initial $60 uh, investment three years ago, if you bought the game at launch on on this generation of consoles, is phenomenal and definitely worthy of recognition. Agreed on that. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird because, like, I I, like Battlegrounds being in that also feels weird. Like, 
it feels like it maybe should be better in that category what? if anything. Is but it P- also feels like it's PUBG in that category as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It, it's weird because it feels like the category is how to keep players in 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 your game. Yeah, the award. Yeah. Yeah, which and, I feel like is a thing that you should be doing anyway. Uh, people doing it better than other people like Destiny, I don't think should be in that category because that's like all that stuff is coming through DLC packs. That again is like we're gonna we're, we're building out our game in a way that is piecemeal in that particular. Case. But a lot like, of games try well, that and it doesn't work. Right, right, right. Well, right. I mean, it's I mean, you have to have a hook, right? You like mean, the hook. Ubisoft tried that with three with two other Tom Clancy titles and it didn't and it didn't stick Honor. the way right and for honor and it didn't stick the way that it is with Siege. Warframe Warframe is free to play and and people have been playing that game for 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 4 years. When did Destiny come out cuz Warframe was out right before Destiny. 4 years yeah. ago. And yeah. people are still playing Warframe. Overwatch is another game where you know what Warframe, or you know what though? If if there's any game that deserves to win that category, Warframe, it's absolutely Warframe. Because Warframe has changed. Talk about a game that has changed in multiple ways over the right. years. Mm-hmm. That game was dead in the water. Right. Came back and did a whole bunch of really yep. cool stuff. Yep. Um. So that deserves something. I mean, um, you just made the case for the category. You said you hate it. I hate that. I hate the name of the category. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Another, well, so another you, thing I have beef with. What do you call it? Is uh, I don't know. There has to be another name for it. I just don't like the name of that of that category. Um, the I can't Ashley quit Birch. you. The I can't quit the, you. Game? That would that would be our version of that. Right. Like if we were to do that for the Spawnies, it would be that would be perfect name for it. Um, December fourteenth, Spawnies, Twitch TV uh, slash Spawn on Me. Uh, Ashley Birch uh, for Horizon Zero Dawn f- playing Alloy. Totally not the right the right person for that uh, category. Mm. She should have gotten the nod for her uh, performance in Fortnite, oh. uh, <laughs> which was way better than Alloy. Um, but PUBG again shouldn't be in that category as far as best game because it's still like in the works. But is it isn't it dope that the best performance is like four women? Yes, and one yes. dude. Yes, like I yes. think that's yes. a. I think yes. the the industry should be like, yeah, we're making some dope ass women. Like, I I was I was very happy to to see that. Agreed, agreed on that. Like, that's those are things that I'm I'm super excited about. And newsflash, right? Two of the games that are going to be in the game of the year discussion, I can I can now play because I have a switch. Ah, oh, snap. I switched it up, so now I'll be able to to to, to gush over games like Zelda and Mario as well. Um, what I, what I'm actually interested to to, to find out <laughs> is more besides the game categories, um, is what uh, Jeff Keighley is going to do with the actual kind of like uh, uh, performance and sure. the the, the uh, kind of showing of of the the awards because he seems to be getting bigger and better. Right. Every time that he goes out, um, so that is pretty pretty awesome, uh, and I'm curious to see how all that's going to look this time around. Because I feel like he has more stuff up his sleeve, and every year it just keeps getting wilder and wilder. Do you think that we're going to see something that's super, super like nuts in the space this year? Is something that's going to be really crazy? Nope, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. I mean, That's I mean, I like, nope. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, if, if this was still like the Spike Awards or something, sure, they'll have somebody 
jumping out of an airplane, playing PUBG, actually landing on an island and murdering 50 people, maybe. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, no, I mean, I, I I like how Jeff runs the show. Um, I, don't, I don't anticipate there to be any major, major, major changes. I think every year it gets more and more polished. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for. I'm almost looking forward to the fact that I kind of know what to expect. Like, kind of like the way that you know when you watch the freaking Tonys or the whatever you know <laughs> Oscars or whatever. Like, you have a certain expectation of what is going to go on. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I mean, like there might be some like exclusive world premiere. Oh yeah, you know, world uh, premiere trailers and that. Kind there of stuff. won't be a pro. Won't be a world premiere. Um, shout out to, to Play Games Patty in the chat. Yeah. He says, or how many times Jeff will mention Kojima. <laughs> yes. That is real. Yes. Yes. Yo, I want someone to love me like Jeff Keeley loves Kojima. <laughs> Word up. Word. Oh my God. Word That's going to be so crazy. Word up. Anyway, so we're about to jump into our break. Um, we're going to come back in like a minute or two. Uh, then we're going to dig into our buyer's guide for 2017. Cicero is going to explode. Uh, into into pieces of love, uh, and that's going to be great. So everyone will be able to see that live on on the show. So we'll be right back after this. What's good, internet? This is Austin Walker, aka Professor Killer, aka David Foster, Flawless, aka Bars Von Trier. You already know what it is, and since you do, you should also already know that Spawn on Me keeps it real when it comes to games, culture, and holding it down even when the world is on fire. Welcome to Chicago, y'all. Welcome back, everybody, to Spawn on Me. This is episode 199 of our show. We just came back from our break. We had a lot of discussions, loot boxes, gambling. It was like a madhouse up in here talking about all the stuff that we got into. Um, One of the things that we wanted to do this year, again, is go into our buyer's guide. If you are familiar with what those are, those are wonderful. They used to be paper. (laughs) <laughs> they used to be huge, big, like phone book style uh, guides that would show you all the cool things that are coming up in this year. Um, C is going to share some of his picks uh, about what he thinks you should be purchasing for your loved ones this holiday season. So go on ahead, C. Well, uh, so, you know, we did this a couple of years ago. We did this, uh, I think, in our very first year. Uh, we did basically an impromptu Ricardo's Buyer's Guide. There were new consoles out. Uh, it was a new generation. Uh, African American Friday was upon us. It was fast approaching. That is Black Friday for those of you who are uninitiated. Um, and, uh, you know, people look to us. They look to their great denizens of Bricago for uh, uh, guides and information and just help trying to navigate the muddy waters that are gaming in the holiday season. So we figured this time around with three new consoles, even if their mid generations won a new console uh, in its own right are out. What are the merits of each, the pros and cons of each? And I thought it would be a great job of us since each of us kind of champion naturally one of the one console or another talk about why their particular console that the one that they champion is the one that you should spend your hard earned money on while you're waiting in lines this uh 
upcoming Friday or on Cyber Monday or get ready, uh, put in a list for for Black Santa to uh, bring to your Festivus poll this holiday <laughs> season. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, so um, myself, as everyone, mm. everyone should know. Uh, myself, I prefer, uh, you know, my gaming choice is the Microsoft family of consoles. So I will be talking about the Xbox One X. Uh, Sharif, he is a full-on Nintendo fight, Nintendo file. Uh, so he will be talking about uh, Nintendo's newest console, the Nintendo Switch. And Ka, who bleeds Sony blue. We'll be talking about the PlayStation Four and the I PlayStation Four. I was going to talk about Pro. the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Oh, we get this well, well we, I mean, you could talk about the Twenty Six Hundred. Um, <laughs> There's an Atari box, now. like they're making there a new a, console. Yeah, there you go. So you can you can talk about the box, the cardboard. It's cardboardy. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, you know, so I think what we'll do is uh, we'll start with. I think we should start with Khalif. Because the PlayStation 4 Pro has been out the longest uh, and is available and uh, should be available at a discounted price. I think that the newest African-American Friday brochure from our favorite gaming retailer, GameStop, shout out to GameStop, um, has already said that the PS4 Pro Will be available for three forty nine ninety nine this holiday season, which uh, you yep. know we all kind of uh, you know stubnosticate hashtag stubnosticated that it would be. Um, Khalif Adams, great captain. Why, yes, sir. Why should people buy the PlayStation Four Pro? Well, there's a couple of things that when I think about the PlayStation Pro that I feel are kind of the most important bits are. One, you get a higher fidelity on the games that you currently are already playing. Um, it is it is interesting to see the conversation around the Xbox One X and the enhanced games when the PS4 previously had their enhanced Pro uh, games that they that they touted out. Um, it's uh, they don't have as many, or they're not as good at advertising when things are getting kind of proified, if that's if that's the word that we're going to use. Um, but I feel like the move that I went from the standard PS4 to the pro has given me a lot more horsepower under the hood. I feel like everything runs much faster. I feel like my games now that I have a 4k TV, I can absolutely see all the kind of wonderful things that I was missing in the games that I played prior to me having that television Uncharted, which is a game um, that you should be getting and playing if you have a PS4 uh, both the Lost Legacy and the Vanilla game. Uh, that's a game that you should absolutely purchase. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn is a game that you should absolutely purchase. Uh, it is a flagship game for that system as well. Um, and I think that there are small little intricacies in the way that that system uh, performs um, that I'm finding that I use on a daily basis as opposed to the, the, the other consoles that I, that I currently have. If you are a person who likes to share out your gameplay, both through streaming and through uh, capturing directly on the console, I feel like 
the way that the PS4 Pro does that is even better than the other the other parts of the competition. You can push that stuff out, not in 4K, but you can do it in uh, 1080 60, uh, which is great when you want to transfer that stuff over uh, to Twitter or if you want to push that stuff out directly to other places, pull it off the hard drive itself with the USB drive. Those things are fantastic. And it's easy. It's way better in the way that it works on the PS4 uh, just naturally. Um, and I think that currently the, the things that I'm finding the, the, the most uh, interesting is that the social stuff that's in, in the PS4 has been really well done. Um, it feels like the um, ability to um, find games on their store is better. Uh, than I found out than that I find on Xbox Live currently, but the hardware is just solid. It does exactly what it says it's going to do. Uh, it feels like I'm able to play everything in really high fidelity. It does it, the games uh, don't crash as much as they used to. Uh, some of them still do, but the patch the patches that they've been putting out has been great. There's a lot of small things that that makes that system feel like it's premium and feels like it's worth your money. So I would definitely say you know, go out and check that stuff out. All right. Well, okay. Well, there's, there is a compelling case for the PlayStation four pro. The next console that came out in order of, um, newness, oldness, freshness was the little switch that could the Nintendo go out there and pick me a switch. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Um, reef. You are our resident Nintendoian. You be, you be, you be, you be Nintendoing it. Um, so uh, why don't you talk about the Switch and why that is the console that consumers, that Procargoans should be going out and purchasing this holiday season? Sure. Um, so if you guys were around um, when we were doing our predictions at the beginning of the year, um at that point you know the switch had you know like there wasn't a lot enough wasn't a lot out about it you know we thought it was going to have like a three game launch window they hadn't really announced much and i thought it was going to have a pretty rough year until the holiday season when you know they would have at least at least a large game um out like odyssey and stuff um and i've turned out to be pleasantly wrong um this year has arguably probably been the strongest uh, first nine months of a console that I can remember. Um, and it's not just the fact that they have dropped, you know, a new Zelda and a new Mario game in the same year, both of which have gotten pretty rave like reviews. It's the fact that, you know, you have those huge kind of tempo games to kind of like to like lose yourself in. But you also have a ton, ton, ton of small indie games. Um, I went on the Nintendo eShop and I was filtering by price. And I was surprised how there's not really a lot of $60 games. Like most of the $60 games are the ones that you've mostly heard of. Um, there are a lot of indie, 50, 40, 30, 20, 10. You know? So I feel like that they've really diversified um you know their offering so that even if your budget is a little tight there's some real quality games i mean i just bought rocket league for 20 bucks wow 
Um, wow. You know, and and you know, and now I have that you know on the go with me. I, you know, I I got L.A. Noir for uh, forty bucks. You know, right. um, so and that brings up a good point too is that um, unlike the like the Wii U, which you know they did launch with later versions of these games that you know didn't look as good and because you know the wii u was still tethered to the tv it had this forced comparison to everything else and it was like why would people buy these games if they're just worse you know um but with the switch i think that nintendo has really solved their power problem because they're like well of course they don't look as good like you could take them with you on the go you know um and they still look good on the tv they don't they obviously won't ever look as great as a as a PS4 or a one, let alone the pro and the, and, and the X and, you know, there's no 4k support or, or HDR or like any of that stuff. Right. Um, but the games look good. I mean, I've, I've played switch games on a 4k TV and I was actually shocked that like they do look good. Um, so I think that by having these older games on the go, like I was sitting in the car dealership today playing right. doom uh, next to this old white guy how, how does it look? that I think was terrified out of his mind because I saw him kind of like glancing over while I was doing like <laughs> like glory kills. Um, <laughs> so, I, so I think I traumatized this like poor, poor uh, gentleman that, that was like, oh, 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 my God. You have the fancy like Nintendo console. Oh, my God. Right. Um, oh, my um, stars. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, the fact that these older games, and, and, like, a lot of these games are games that I own on the PC, and that look great, and, like, play great, you know, but the chance to be able to play them while I'm, you know, waiting somewhere, or I'm in a coffee shop, or I'm, you know, at somewhere, like a dealership, I'm at the laundromat, um, is really, really, um, just, just, it's, it's increased the amount of time that I've spent gaming, which I love. Because now, like, when I get home from, like, work, you know, I'm, I'm spending time with my partner. I'm doing chores. You know, I don't always have as much time as I used to to just sit down and play through, you know, a game like Assassin's Creed, which I'm, which I'm play, playing now. But I was able to put so much time into, you know, Zelda and Mario Odyssey and ARMS and, like, Mario Kart because I always have the thing on me. And, and, and if you play five minutes here, 30 minutes here – our hour there adds up so fast right. you know um so if anything i think that the switch is a console that will encourage you to game more to to enjoy good games more um you know as like a busy you know you know adult um and uh yeah i mean i think that now that they've proven themselves i think that 2018 from a third party perspective especially is going to be even stronger because you know understandably a lot of companies were very hesitant with the switch because they thought that it that it might flop like the wii u did but um i think that like now a lot of companies are on board like doom plays great on on the switch um you know uh skyrim comes out tomorrow um and you know and like uh nba 2k is uh, great so so i think that you know that like you will see more of these third party games and like Nintendo just keeps on hitting with the first party um as well. So while there won't be another year with a Mario and Zelda, um so y- you won't have that, but you will have you know like your Xenoblades and your you know and and your like Pokémon and like all these other like really really large uh 
game. So yeah, I th- I think that um, and of course that's sort of not mentioned in like the fact that the games are designed for sort of local co-op and a lot of them are family friendly. So you know it's the perfect thing to get someone into gaming that that might not um, normally normally want to sit and, and uh, watch you play Doom. <laughs> you know know, so so um i think from that aspect you know because the other consoles really focus more on the online aspect i think that if you're into like sort of gaming with a bunch of people in like a room or bringing the switch somewhere and you know in like uh and uh and like i playing things on it i think it's dope so so yeah so i think that like uh, nintendo has a very compelling case for your dollars Oh. <laughs> yeah, nice. so uh, no deals, at least that I've seen so far, for reduced prices on the console. Uh, so it's still two ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, any least... deals. I can guarantee right. you though that there will be some like Zelda, Mario, oh, Switch oh, deals bundles. Yeah, that I don't know if you'll save that much money on them, um, right? But they'll probably have have those around. Right. All right. So. Uh, the latest console to release just released a couple of weeks ago, and that was the console from the Emerald Princess <laughs> up in uh, the Pacific Northwest. That is Microsoft. That was the Xbox One X. And uh, yours truly, as I've said or previously stated, will make the compelling case for why the Xbox One X is the definitive console that you should be buying this holiday season. And it goes a little something like this. If you're like me, you're lazy. <laughs> right? Nice sales pitch. Right. Yes. Um, <laughs> you, 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 you enjoy the fidelity of PC games, of PC titles, but you don't want to spend the thousands of dollars that you need in order to keep your video cards updated, upgrade your memory, buy the latest monitor that does 4K, does 8K. Uh, you don't you don't want all of that. You just want you just want to sit down and put a game in or press a button, select the game and just play it. The Xbox One X is perfect for that. It's going to play your games at the highest fidelity a home console could ever play them or will ever play them ever because it is will ever play <laughs> so, them. <well, laughs> we've reached the singularity right we have, yes oh, um but 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 you know all, all jokes aside um uh, you know uh, the 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 tagline was it was the most powerful console ever it it really that is it's a it's an imperceptible thing uh to kind of wrap your head around without actually experiencing it uh, much like VR. Uh, it really is. It really is the most powerful for the very first time in Microsoft's gaming console gaming history. They have the most powerful console on the market. Hands down. It's not even a question. Um, and, and you, you're, you're able to see that power when you're, when you're playing the games, if you can line up a game on a PS4 pro and Xbox one X, uh, side by side, you'll see that that it it is challenged and rivaled only by the very best computers. And and a computer 
at uh, that's comparably priced as the Xbox One X won't even be able to perform half as well as as that console. Agreed. Now, now, here's the other thing that we need to think about. African American Friday is coming up. People are going to be going out and they're going to be buying televisions. You're going to be going out. You're going to buy 45 inch. You're going to buy 50 inch. 60, 65, maybe even a 75 inch if you're balling. Um, but you're going to go out, you're going to buy that, that, that hot, that hot new 4k joint. You want to be able to show that off, right? Yeah. So if, if you want to show that off, the only console for you is the Xbox one X because it's the only console that has 4k and HDR for your streaming 4k and HDR for your gaming and a 4k blu-ray player so you go out you buy you know you get the that hot deal at at sam's costco or <laughs> you know what you know whatever whatever the spot is uh bj you know bj costco um <laughs> you 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 get that deal you get was that in wolfenstein yeah, yeah it was it was um yeah yeah, he, he shot it up. He shot it up in, uh, uh, you know, Homefront, Homefront uh, three. Um, so you, you know, you you bring that TV home, and you get a deal on a 4K Blu-ray play, uh, 4K Blu-ray uh, disc for Wonder Woman or you know whatever whatever it is. You want to be able to bring that home and show everyone, um, show your significant other why you spent hundreds of dollars on this television. And why it's worth it. Uh, the only console that you're going to be able to do that with is the is the the Xbox One X. So let's talk about let's talk about media for one second. If you have Comcast in your home and you also are an HBO subscriber. So if you have Comcast uh, cable and you're an HBO subscriber, the only console that you're going to be able to watch HBO go on is the Xbox One X. So. Uh, you can't do it on the PlayStation. So, you, you know, so you it is the best of the the best of your media streaming devices. It's your best 4K Blu-ray player. Um, and then the other part of that that is great is, you know, the games load faster and all that other stuff. The 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 Microsoft family of of consoles allow you to play the Microsoft family of games. Backwards compatibility is a thing that, you know, we, we kind of poo-pooed is something that we talked about a lot over the last few generations. Uh, but we, you know, we kind of fell, fell away from, but now backwards compatibility is a live and real thing because your games from yesteryear will look like they were made almost today with the upgrade and resolution and fidelity Thanks to the power of the Xbox One X. So not only will your 360 games, not only will your 360 games look looks uh, better, but Xbox One games, certain Xbox or not Xbox One games, OG Xbox games look and play better on the Xbox One X. Uh, so, you know, and and the other thing is that you in for the other consoles, you can't play PS1 games on your PS4. You can't play PS2 games or PS3 games on your PS4. Maybe that's not true. You can do the Wait, really you'd PlayStation have, Now. Or you'd have to, well, you have to get. You'd have to do it. Through, you have to do it through a subscription. Yeah, play, yes. PlayStation Now. Yes, PlayStation Now. You are, you are correct. I I take some of that back. Um, <laughs> I take some of it back. So you so you can do that. 
um, with a with a subscription service, but they don't upres them. They don't look great, and those are streaming. So it, it really depends on your internet connectivity to make sure that those games will play uh, and be responsive uh, for you. But speaking of subscription services, no one's talked about Xbox Game Pass. So you have Gamefly, you have Redbox. Um, you know, if you're uh somewhere in a time warp you have a blockbuster video um you can you can get those games but then game pass allows you to download those games directly to your hard drive 14.99 a month uh, 100 bucks for the year or i I think it's uh, 120 bucks for the year uh and you get those games there are plenty of games on the game pass and uh, you know, if you want to buy those games, you buy them at a discount. So here's the thing where you could just buy the Xbox One X, you buy your 4K TV on African American Friday, and you buy, you you get your Game Pass subscription, and you don't even need to buy any games. You've got games right there. They're available for you that you can play in beautiful fidelity that will load very quickly, and and you're future-proofing yourself for today, tomorrow, and the years to come. The Xbox One X, it is the definitive home gaming console. It is the console Bricagoans need. Damn, he was about to be like kissing babies and stuff in a minute. He was like making sure he got all the stuff. Before, Before we get up out of here and to wrap up the buyer's guide, uh, what is the one game for your respective system that you feel is the must-buy game uh, for your console? I'm gonna start off with C since he since he just finished up the the the, the other part. <laughs> yeah, more C. Right. Um, the definitive uh, first-party game. What, no, what no, is just, what is just the game that you need to buy with your system? Uh, if you are buying an Xbox One X, the the game that you need to buy is Assassin's Creed Origins. Okay, nice. I've heard great Reef, things what about, about it. you. Um, I'm just surprised that C went that whole time without saying Infinite. I the did X's, not. I know. Yeah. I was. I was like on the edge of my seat. I was like, Is he going to say Infinite? Is he going to say Infinite? No, no. I uh, zig. I zig when you think I'm going to zag, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for me, I would say Super Mario Odyssey. Um, I think Zelda is the superior game, but Odyssey has the broader uh, broader appeal, and, and it's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'd say that one. Uh, on the PlayStation side, I think the game that you have to play, um, I think, is Horizon Zero yep. Dawn. Like, I think that that game, um, in comparison to most uh, games on that system, it is the evolution of what the Uncharted series had, had, had started off with. Sure in terms of graphical fidelity, uh, but Horizon takes it to another level um, that we hadn't really seen on that console yet. So absolutely go go cop that game because it's a really good game and it's beautiful. It is, I spent so much time in photo mode, mm-hmm. uh, probably more than I did in the actual game itself. Um, so yeah, that was fantastic. I'm happy that we did that. I think that that was like a really good guide. You know, Give this to the people in your lives that are still on the fence about whatever they, whatever gaming system they think that they may uh, want to get. Um, I'm hoping that we made our arguments uh, as clear as possible for everyone at home. Um, and I think we're going to get up out of here unless anyone else has anything to add to, to the buyer's guide or anything else. No. Uh, All right. No, no, I think you guys did a good job. Yeah. 
Cool. Oh, oh, uh, 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 yeah. I just want to say really quickly. Uh, shout out to GameStop for uh, killing the Power Pass program <laughs> right after, like, before the episode where we talked about how it was a good thing aired. So shout out to yep. y'all, man. That was that that takes some that takes some chutzpah. To and shout out to me for after talking all that shit about not going to GameStop, buying my Switch at a GameStop. <laughs> hey, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so we've come full circle. Yeah, right on. So before we get up out of here, uh, see, let everyone know what the social media business is, please. Social media business is as follows. Uh, all of our social media platforms, you can follow Spawn on me. Uh, we are there. If you want to follow us individually, check the bios. All of our information is right there. Uh, if you are a podcast listener, make sure you check us out on, at Spawn on Me on your podcatcher of choice. If it is a place where you can rate and review, please do so. Obviously, subscribe. And, of course, tell all your friends. Um, you know, tell them to come to Twitch at uh, 730 Pacific, 1030 Eastern every Thursday. We will be here except for next Thursday. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, yeah. If you, uh, you know, let us know how we're doing with your rate, your rates and your reviews. But let us know what console you bought this African-American Friday, uh, whether it was the Switch or the PlayStation 4 Pro or the Xbox One Infinite. Uh, by doing so at our email address, spawnermepodcast at gmail.com. And with the money that you saved this uh, upcoming Black Friday Make sure you send some of it our way via our Patreon, patreon.com slash spawn on me. Also, spawn on dot me. That's our website. ESN.fm slash spawn on me. Absolutely. Uh, thank you again to everyone who's hung out with us today in the chat uh, on Twitch. Uh, we have some really cool stuff coming up. We, we've been referencing the Spawnies, uh, which is our game of the week, a game of the year show. Uh, we have a, a pretty special treat uh, coming up for that. Uh, be uh, remember to listen out for uh, when that's going to go up online and when that's going to air. It'll be on the usual time, but it'll be we're trying to shoot for December 14th as the day for our Spawnies. Uh, so make sure to be right back here uh, and we may be a little bit pretty uh, up up in here. Uh, prettier than usual, I should say, uh, on, on, on the stream. Uh, so uh, we're going to get up out of here. Thank you to everyone in podcast land. Thank you for, so much for keeping us uh, in the top of the iTunes charts every week uh and again thank you all for listening we're gonna get up out of here and we'll say peace peace, peace.